A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Summer is here, and that means that warm weather and severe storms have returned to Wisconsin in full force. I'm Allison Lund for the Midwest Farm Report, and I spoke with Andrew Beckett, Public Information Officer for Wisconsin Emergency Management in the Ready Wisconsin campaign. He outlines the effects of high temperatures in the state. Well, obviously, anytime the temperature climbs like this, we have serious concerns about people uh, basically exposing themselves to these temperatures and, and potentially becoming ill or suffering life-threatening complications due to heat illness. You know, things like heat stroke or heat exhaustion can be extremely dangerous for people. And we really encourage people to you know, limit their time outdoors in direct sunlight, make sure they're drinking plenty of fluids, and they're watching for signs of illness. Things like a extremely high body temperature, a red-hot, dry skin without sweating, a strong, rapid pulse. And if they start to feel dizzy or confused, or if there's somebody they're with lose consciousness, they need to know to take action quickly and call 911 in order to make sure that that person gets medical attention. So for some people that have to spend all day outside, such as farmers, what are some things that they can do to combat the effects of the heat? Uh, first thing is, you know, make sure you're drinking plenty of water, but also maintain a schedule. You know, make sure that you are getting frequent breaks in a shaded, cooler area, uh, drinking plenty of fluids, and not working too hard to overexert yourself. I know that's not always possible, especially when it comes to work, uh, hard work outside, but you want to make sure that you, you're setting your pace at something that, that's preventing you from feeling too many ill effects from the temperature. Now, if we look ahead and see a heat wave coming up, are there ways that we can prepare ahead of time uh, to help us better acclimate to that weather? Well, we encourage people to make sure they're paying attention to the forecast throughout the year, but especially during the summer months with the heat. You know, if you see that there is, is one of those days coming where the heat index is going to be extremely high, uh, you're expecting, you know, these clear, very sunny conditions, you know, adjust your work uh, to, to reflect that. Make sure that you are taking precautions and identifying the needs within your schedule to stay safe ahead of time. Now, you had mentioned uh, looking for a high heat index. Before we go any further, could you maybe break down what is some of that terminology? I mean, we're given what the actual temperature is for the day, but what is the heat index and how does that all differ from each other? The basics are, you know, you have what the air temperature is, but with the heat index, that's a combination of factors with the heat and humidity that, that will really kind of indicate, you know, what that actual temperature feels like and, and how it impacts your body. And really, when you have that high heat index, you know, it can be very easy for a person to kind of wear out quickly, um, get a little bit more susceptible to the heat, can have a tr tremendous impact on the body. So, so that's why, especially when we start seeing those, those heat indexes listed, that heat index listed, you know, above 100 degrees and the, the 105, sometimes the, the, the teens up there, you know, it, it's important to take that seriously and realize that, you know, even though you may feel like you do well in the heat normally, uh, this could have a more dramatic impact on your ability to function. These warm temps are something that should not be taken lightly. And another sort of issue that arises this time of year every year is severe storms. So sort of switching gears, could you outline severe weather in Wisconsin for me? You know, what are some of the trends? How frequent are severe weather events and tornadoes? 
Well, really, the one thing with severe weather is it's unpredictable. So it's hard to say what frequency things are going to happen. I mean, Wisconsin is obviously no stranger to strong thunderstorms, tornadoes, hail, uh, heavy wind or high wind events. You know, it is something that occurs uh, pretty much at any time of the year in the state of Wisconsin. We can have those kinds of things happen. So really, it is important for people to be weather aware. And what we mean by that is making sure that you're paying attention to the forecast and that you have multiple ways to receive alerts about approaching severe weather when it's in your area. Things like a NOAA weather radio, having wireless emergency alerts enabled on your cell phone, uh, making sure that you're checking in with local media. These are all key things that can help make you aware and be alerted to potentially severe weather approaching your area so that you can take action and seek shelter as quickly as possible. And as people are keeping tabs on the weather and following different alerts, how should they know when to take action? You know, there's severe thunderstorm warnings, there's tornado warnings and watches. What are the differences between these and when should people consider taking action? Well, a a watch is issued in, in situations where the conditions are right for severe weather to develop. And that really is just an indication to you that you need to pay attention to what's going on around you. A warning is issued when there is an actual threat present in the area. Now, those are typically issued by county, uh, by the National Weather Service, uh, to indicate that the threat is in an area. Uh, and, and really, even if it, the, the intent of those is for individuals to seek out additional information. So when a warning is issued, you know, it's a good idea to quickly check and see, well, what area specifically does this warning impact? Okay, it's there and it's heading towards us. We need to take action now. And what are those ways that people can take action both in the home, but also if they're not in the home, let's say they're doing chores or they're out on the road, what are ways that people should take action if this arises? Well, first, if you're in the home, obviously know where your safe locations are in the house. And when it comes to tornadoes and and most severe wind events, we're looking at something like a basement. Uh, That is probably the safest place that you can go because you're getting below ground level and away from the main threat itself. If a basement's not available, you'd be looking at going into a ground floor interior room of a sturdy structure uh, in order to uh, get you as much distance between yourself and the outside as possible. Or if you don't have a a location like that in your home, say you live in a mobile home, uh, identify where the designated storm shelter for your area might be. Uh, And if there isn't one, find out what you can do about making one available. Um, Barring that, you know, outside, there's really not a safe place you can be. I mean, there are things you can do to help reduce the risk to you, uh, but in an outside location, there's no real safe spot completely that will protect you. Because really, when we're dealing with severe weather, it's not necessarily the storm itself. It's the debris that the winds pick up and throw around that become the real hazard to individuals. So, so really, the best thing that you can do is try to get yourself in a low-lying area, as low as possible, uh, to reduce the risk of, of debris hitting you uh, if you cannot get away. Tornadoes are not something that you can outrun. It's why it's important to make sure that you have ways to receive alerts and that if if there is that potential for storms to develop, that you're making sure that you're giving yourself enough time to react to get to a safe location. So people are obviously on the lookout for these types of situations this time of year. I know that this is when these things really start to ramp up. Um, Are there things that people can do now to prepare for these weather events, just so the transition is a little smoother when they do need to take cover? Well, I, you know, I think preparation is a huge part of it. It's making sure that you have those ways to receive weather alerts, uh, whether that's a NOAA weather radio or, or having wireless emergency alerts available on your cell phone. 
I, I mean, those are key things that, that are important. You know, a lot of people may rely on outdoor warning sirens if they're out working, but, uh, you know, in, in the situations you've outlined, if somebody's working in a heavy piece of machinery uh, and, and over that engine noise, they may not hear that siren. That's why it's important to make sure that they have something, you know, nearby or on their person that can provide that alert to them. Well, it sounds like we've covered pretty much all the bases for staying safe in both heat and severe weather conditions. Is there anything I'm leaving out or anything else you'd like to share, Andrew? I, I mean, once again, I would stress that it is extremely important that people pay attention to what the weather is telling them, you know, what the, is expected for the day ahead. Because if at all possible, if there is the potential for, for dangerous heat or severe thunderstorms or tornadoes, you know, look at how that could impact your day and what you're planning on doing. And if it's possible, uh, consider changing your plans in order to make sure that you uh, are able to get to a safe place as quickly as possible if severe weather were to develop. Andrew Beckett, Public Information Officer for Wisconsin Emergency Management in the Ready Wisconsin campaign, with some advice for staying safe in the midst of warm weather and increased storm activity. For more information on how to stay safe this summer, visit readywisconsin.wi.gov. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund.